Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. It is hell out in the streets of Manhattan. Yours truly, Curtis Lee, was set to take you on the next 45 minutes into your lunch hour edition here at WABC. And because of the march of the tyrants, dictators, and despots to the General Assembly of the United Nations, uh, our city, especially the borough of Manhattan, is turned upside down and all around, and it'll be that way for quite some time. So even though we're gripped in a crime crisis, we've got to assign all these cops that we don't have enough of to watch after individuals who clearly, if they had been measured up by the laws in the United States, yeah, even they, they would be remanded to jail with uh, absolutely no consideration of ever getting out. But then again, we have decided to be the host for the dictators, despots, and tyrants who have flooded into the United Nations General Assembly. And we don't just do that. No, Lou. We go above and beyond the call of duty. Look at Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan. He has uh, decided that because in the future he thinks he's going to be president of the United States over my dead body, pal. He's starting to meet with a lot of these dictators, despots, and tyrants at City Hall. So he met with the uh, president of Rwanda. You remember Rwanda and Burundi. Hundreds of thousands were hacked and killed by machete. Uh, Clinton did nothing at the time. The French did nothing, and the blood flowed in the rivers. And the one who survived was the Rwandan president. And all of a sudden, Eric Adams decided to cop a squad with him at City Hall and say, Oh, there's such phenomenal opportunities for partnerships and economic growth with Rwanda. Are you kidding? What the hell can Rwanda offer the United States? And it turns out that the president of Rwanda since 2000 has been a despot, a tyrant. In fact, he holds elections in which he wins 99% of the vote because anyone who poses any opposition, it's like Putin in Russia, uh, all of a sudden they either go into exile, and even if they go into exile, like one opposition figure who was shot dead in South Africa by a team sent by the president of Rwanda to execute him, and another was killed in a spray of bullets outside of a town in Mozambique, even though they had left Rwanda forever. Meantime, Rwandans who have dared raise their voice or challenge the status quo have been arrested, forcibly disappeared, or killed. Hey, great going, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. You're meeting with uh, the despots, the tyrants, and the dictators. But why would it be any different? 
his pal Charles Barron, who hates the NYPD, anybody who wears blue, except if you happen to be a Crip gang member. It seems the lifetime city councilman from East New York, Brooklyn, when uh, Robert Mugabe, the dictator and tyrant of uh, Zimbabwe, was coming to the General Assembly of the United Nations, Charles Barron invited him into City Hall. That's right. Uh, he was the worst of the tyrants, having slaughtered thousands of his political opponents, having had his opponents raped and murdered, and just basically cleared the, the field for his re-election, fake election, over and over again, until finally, when he was 94, he screamed, Zimbabwe is mine, and then at 95, he died, and he went straight to hell without an asbestos suit. And think of it, our city council took Thomas Jefferson out of their chambers. And they welcomed the despot, the dictator, the tyrant, the murderer, the uh, leader of Zimbabwe, Robert Mugabe. Now, if you try to figure all that out, ladies and gentlemen, the uh, father of our democracy, Thomas Jefferson's statue gets removed. But Robert Mugabe is welcomed. The Rwandan president is welcomed, even though they had blood on their hands. Meantime, Lou, we have to look across the pond to England. This ongoing funeral just keeps going and going and going and going. It never ends. It never ends. Eleven days of sitting shiver. Even the Jews don't sit shiver for 11 days. And by the way, if you had tried to bring Hamantashen uh, to the family of the uh, of Queen Elizabeth II, you know, the, uh, the prince who would be King Charles, who looks like Alfred E. Newman, what me worry, a mad magazine with a fly rotating around his head with the sausage fingers, or to Prince William or Kate Middleton, or to the despised and loathed Harry and Meghan, or to even that pedophile on a pedestal, uh, Andrew. They would have refused the hamantaschen from any commoners. How dare you even think that the royal family would indulge in eating hamantaschen? But leading up to this, it is so incredible because all the news is about Prince Harry. Prince Harry... Poor little boy. He doesn't get to wear his military uniform. He can't salute the casket. Oh, he had a patch on his military uniform that was in honor of his grandmother, and they ripped that patch off. Poor little Harry. Poor little Harry. Poor little Meghan Markle. She has been exiled. She has been out of sight, out of mind. And all, all the royalists just say, well, well, you know, they, they should at least consider... Consider having had Harry stand by his brother William in military garb, with or without the patch, and being able to salute his grandmother upon her death and this endless orgy of video, video, video about the burial. Would you bury her in the ground already? Because then the next stage, we have to deal with the coronation. Well, let's get back to Harry and Meghan Markle. Remember, Lou, it was back in 2020. Didn't uh, Prince Harry quit? Didn't he quit the royalty? 
And they still give him $7 million a year for doing nothing, for basically burning fossil fuel in his private Learjet as he goes from location to location, always to be called Prince Harry, and actually his wife, oh, Princess Meghan Markle, all of that. So he quit in 2020, right? You know what this reminds me of? George Costanza. Remember in Seinfeld? When all of a sudden, in a fit, in a peak of rage, in a hissy fit on Friday, George Costanza decided he was going to quit his job. He threw down the gauntlet. That's it. This is it. I'm done. Through. It's over. I'm gone. Finished. Over. I will never work for you again. Look at you. (laughs) You think you're an important man? Is that what you think? You are a laughing stock. You are a joke. These people are laughing at you. You're nothing. You have no brains, no ability, nothing. Now, isn't that pretty much what Prince Harry and especially his wife, Princess Meghan Markle, has been saying in interviews and in podcasts and in a memoir yet to be published that will dis and dismiss, dismiss the royalty, the very family that they want to be attached to like barnacles when it suits their needs and the very family that they want to distance themselves from and become the black sheep of the family. You get that, little black sheep of the family, Meghan Markle? You got that. So remember, here's George Kaczynski, who had a change of mind, just like Prince Harry, and decided he would come back to work on Monday and hope that everything would be back to normal, just like Prince Harry. How you doing? <laughs> what are you doing here? What? I work here. I thought you quit. <laughs> what quit? <laughs> Who quit? <laughs> Bill, how was your weekend? Oh, excellent weekend. What about your weekend? Fine weekend. Yeah, good weekend. <laughs> Went up to the Cape. Took the kids sailing. <laughs> Lisa was a little scared at first. That kid's going to be a good sailor someday. Oh, she's going to be a fine sailor. <laughs> Ava. What happened to you Friday afternoon? Oh, I got tied up. I'll bet you did. (laughs) I want to remind everyone that the 10th anniversary party for Rick Bar Properties is going to be Wednesday afternoon at 4 o'clock in Lasky's Bar on Madison 48th. I want all of you to be there. This really means a lot to me. Is that Costanza over there? What are you doing here? What? Am I crazy? Or didn't you quit? When? Friday. Oh, what? That? Are you kidding? I didn't quit? Why? You took that seriously. You mean laughing stock, all that stuff? Come on, will you stop it? No brains, no ability. Teasing! What? Okay. I want you out of here. I don't know where you're getting this from. I... You're serious, aren't you? Oh, <laughs> you see, you just, you don't know my sense of humor. I mean, Dan, don't I joke around all the time? I wouldn't say all the time. You can't win. You can't beat me. That's why I'm here and you're there. Because I'm a winner. I'll always be a winner. And you'll always be a loser. Ah, that could have well been the words of the prince born to be king, uh, 
A man with sausage fingers now, King Charles III, to his son, Prince Harry, right? Harry quit, just like George Costanza, and now he wants to come back. But meantime, whereas people continue to sit shiver, and it's not all over the world. Stop it with the media. This orgy of video over and over. But the cameras should be on the Great White Way Broadway because... Speaking of England, it was Friday night. I was here doing a program, Lou and Andrew Lloyd Webber, who was mourning the death of the Queen like all the other stupid Brits who pay the taxes to support the biggest deadbeat welfare family in the world, came out onto a stage in West London, their former Broadway, and announced there would be no more Phantom. Yes, Lou, no more Phantom of the Opera. And already the lines are outside of the Majestic Theater because February 18th, it will close for the final time. People desperate to get their tickets for the Phantom. You know, you may you may have thought that O'Cow Cutter, when they were running around with no clothes on, was the longest-running show on Broadway. You were wrong. You may have thought Chicago. You may have thought Cats. But think again. It wasn't even Les Miserables. Phantom of the Opera. Oh, God, and the people, they're online. But they're watching their back, Lou, because apparently the Axeman is out. This could be a musical on Broadway. Here it is. You are the Axeman on early Saturday morning, 2.30, down on Delancey Street. The stroll for every hipster and millennial as they decide to hit that Mickey D's and load up their stomach before they get drunk and then again after they get drunk. And so all of a sudden, this guy starts perving on some of the women there, and three of these hipster millennials take umbrage, and they begin smashing him in the back of their head. To no effect, Lou. This guy is sort of like, go ahead. go ahead. You're like little gnats here. And then finally, the hipsters and millennials, one black, one white, one Hispanic guy, they, they got tired, and they let him be. And so he gingerly walked over to his backpack, and the next thing you know, Lou, he pulls out a sharpened axe, and he starts busting up the windows, busting up the seats, busting up the tables. He threatens the three guys who rabbit-punched him in the back of the head, and they're like, oh, mama, mama. They're like, Mama Luke said, hiding behind their girlfriends. If you see the video, if you haven't seen the video, you have to go to Facebook at Curtis Lewa or Twitter at Curtis Lewa. They're hiding behind their women's skirts and so he goes from table to table threatening to chop off people's heads as if he were vlad the impaler and was ready to just devastate everyone there and then he corners one of the young ladies she's trapped he pushes her he flashes the hatchet right at her throat and then he slams it down on the table slitting it in two Meantime, you got half the crowd is there, and they're filming it. The other half the crowd is hiding wherever they can. No security at Mickey D's. No police. And you know what? Eventually, he gets arrested by the NYPD on multiple charges. Lou, he's out. This is Alvin Bragland in Manhattan. He's out. And he's telling everyone, look at all the hits that I got on Instagram. I got over a, a million hits on my video. I'm the X-Man. I'm free to come out and do it again. What neighborhood will he be stalking? Brought to you about to turn him loose. <clears throat> D.A. Alvin Bragg. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. 
They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The founder of the Guardian Angels. The group dedicated to fight crime. On the streets of New York and on the air right now. Curtis Lewa on 77 WABC. I like to be in America. Okay, by me in America. Everything free in America. For a small fee in America. Andale, andale, andale. The buses, they keep coming. They're nonstop. Some even arrived this morning at the Port Authority in Times Square. They don't care about the uh, traffic blockades taking place for the dictators, despots, and tyrants, some of whom they may recognize as having been the uh, dictators of the countries that they have already left in order to come across the border in Texas and then immediately board a Greyhound bus, pound the hound, and come to Nueva York. As uh, these illegal alien after illegal alien gets off the Greyhound buses, there's a meeting and greeting by city officials and, of course, by emissaries sent by Cardinal Dolan of the Roman Catholic Archdiocese, who says, oh, Catholic Charities welcomes all of you. Even if you're MS-13, even if you're a part of the 18th Street Mexican gang, if you're Norteño, Sorreño, or Loco Machizo, it doesn't matter. You're welcome here. And who's going to pay for all of this? Well, right now, it's only the taxpayers of the city of New York. You happen to be one of them. We are the suckers who are going to have to pay for all this craziness that goes on on a daily basis. As Catholic charities will fatten its coffers, so will the American Red Cross, so will other nonprofits, as the city continues to feed the beast. And there's no end in sight. So what was Eric Adams, a swagger man with no plan doing over the weekend? He was like Landslice. He was doing interviews. And his number one subject was not to fight the rising crime rate in the city of New York, the rising number of emotionally disturbed persons, the homeless situation, the lack of a quality of life. No, it was to attack the evil one, Governor Greg Abbott of Texas. What is taking place in Texas right now with uh, Governor Abbott is despicable. It is anti to everything we are as an American. I'm sure if he was to trace back his lineage, he'll see that he came from somewhere. And I think that it's imperative during crisis, you coordinate. He did not pick up the phone. He did not coordinate. Oh, what did Abbott come from the bowels of hell, Eric Adams? And when you speak of coordination and communication, you have ordered your city administration, along with other sanctuary cities, sanctuary counties, and sanctuary states, to have no cooperation and communication with ICE, who go out there every day, put on their bulletproof vests, and have to capture the really bad hombres, the illegal aliens here who are criminal aliens who have committed crimes back in their country of origin or committed crimes here in their illegal stay. And they have to go out and they have to find them. And then they have to bring them in, make them do the time in a federal jail, and then deport them back to the country that first birthed them. But, oh, no, Eric Adams has ordered all of his city agencies, 
along with mayors before, like Comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, who single-handedly destroyed this city that we love, ordered them no cooperation, but now Eric Adams wants cooperation. Well, apparently he does, because he's been back-channeled by the Democratic mayor of El Paso on the American side of the Texas border, its sister city on the Mexican side of Suarez, and he's accepting illegal aliens. Eric Adams is from El Paso. He doesn't have a problem with that. And we're very thankful to um, Mayor Adams from New York that really stepped up to, to help us. And, you know, he did tell me when I, when I spoke with him that there is not a community there within New York from Venezuela, but uh, he will welcome him into his community and then work with them to get them to a community where there is... Wait a second, wait a second, man of El Paso. Who's going to pay for that? You? Hell no. We, the sucker taxpayers in New York. And remember, Lou, originally I said that the illegal aliens coming in in the Port Authority on 42nd would just have to walk two blocks to 44th and 8th and stay at the Milford Plaza. Remember their point of destination and arrival? Come on. the Milford Plaza Hotel with cocktail, dinner, and breakfast for $49.50 per person. Discover why we are the lullaby of Broadway. The Milford Plaza is the lullaby of all Broadway. Uh, well, guess what, Lou? The room rate now for illegals, $500. When they first arrived, friends of Eric Adams and Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb, uh, their hotel there, the Milford Plaza, was uh, in uh, bankruptcy with the Bank of America. Now they're flush with cash. They've raised their room rates to $500 a night, knowing that the money is guaranteed from the city treasury of New York. We've all been screwed. And friends of Eric Adams and Kathy Crime Wave Hoku, the governor, are making out like banditos. Well, Eric Adams has said, well, we've already leased 24 no-tail motels, and they're not Holiday Inn Expresses, to house the illegals. Why don't we put them up in cruise ships? We're examining everything from, uh, you know, the legality of using uh, any type of cruise ship for temporary housing. Uh, We're looking at everything to see how do we deal with this. How do we deal with this? Are you nuts? You mean you're going to recommission mothballed ocean liners north of Fort Lauderdale? That's going to cost millions and millions of dollars. You're going to sail them up to the port of New York and the port of Red Hook in Brooklyn and Stapleton in Staten Island and house the illegals on the cruise line? Are you completely out of your mind, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan? Yes, he is. And the other Republican governor who has been demonized is DeSantis from Freedom Land in Florida because he really pulled the coup of all coups by flying 50 illegal aliens from Venezuela to the little small private airport in Martha's Vineyard. And this is what DeSantis had to say about sending them to Martha's Vineyards and parts unknown. Biden would fly people in the middle of the night, dump them all across this country. There was no warning on any of this. And all those people in D.C. and New York were beating their chests when Trump was president, saying they were so proud to be sanctuary jurisdictions, saying how bad it was to have a secure border. The minute 
even a small fraction of what those border towns deal with every day is brought to their front door, they all of a sudden go berserk. And they're so upset that this is happening. And it just shows you, you know, their virtue signaling is a fraud. Absolutely. And so throwing down the gauntlet against DeSantis is pretty boy Gus Newsom from Central Casting in California, a state that is slowly slipping into the Pacific Ocean. Uh, He wants to be the next Democratic nominee to become president over the United States, especially after Joe Biden last night on 60 Minutes suggested, well, maybe I won't run. And he has challenged DeSantis to a debate on the immigration issue. I say, DeSantis, go for it. It raises both your profiles. You'll have Republicans, you'll have Democrats listening, and the most important voting bloc, the ever-growing numbers of independent registered voters and unaffiliated voters who are going to determine who the next president of the United States is. Meantime, on the island of Martha's Vineyard, as soon as the illegals showed up, only 50... Oh, some of the liberals and progressives welcomed them and immediately shipped them off the island to nearby Cape Cod and Nantucket. They wanted nothing to do with the illegal aliens. And also they wanted nothing to do with the lifelong resident amongst them in the summers, Alan Dershowitz. He actually described here on WABC how he got dissed and dismissed by a Kennedy. Once I defended President Trump, uh, I was canceled. Uh, the library in Martha's Vineyard wouldn't allow me to speak. Caroline Kennedy sat next to me at a dinner and said if she knew I was invited, she would never have come. Well, no problem. Anyone who's ever spoken to Caroline Kennedy recognizes she can't chew gum and think at the same time. But then, say it ain't so, Dersh, say it ain't so. You were chased off the island by Larry David, who created Seinfeld? And of Curb Your Enthusiasm? Larry David comes over to me at Schulmark and screams at me and says, you're disgusting, you're disgusting. I can't even talk to you, you're disgusting. He was a good friend. But because I defended President Trump, he no longer regards me as somebody he can even speak. Now Larry David has a huge palazzo on Martha's Vineyard, huge mansion, just like Barack and Michelle Obama, just like Spike Lee, 40 acres and a mule. Just like so many other trendoids, freakasoids, jet setters who are Democratic, liberal, progressives. Lou, does Larry David from the Upper West Side not remember that in one of his many episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm on HBO, he had the particular plot where Larry and his wife, I think Cheryl, were welcoming the black family from Katrina in the aftermath of the hurricane to their mansion in Martha's Vineyard? Loretta Black. Hi, Larry. Hi. This is my Auntie Ray. Hello. Hi, I'm Larry. These are my kids, Keisha and Daryl. Keisha and Daryl. So so let me say, your last last name is Black. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's like if my last name was was Jew, like Larry Jew. Because I'm Jewish. <laughs> well, we really yeah. do appreciate y'all letting us stay with you. We, we really, really do. do. Yeah. 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 We, we do appreciate that. Let me no, but don't you see that's you're, not you're black. Sure no, no, right. Okay. You got, yeah, you got it, Nick? Oh, oh, thank Jewish. you. Guys. All right. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. We really do appreciate it. So there was Larry David and his wife bringing uh, the black family to his Martha's Vineyard mansion. And then uh, all of a sudden, Leon, the uncle, the black uncle, He wanted to really try to accommodate Larry David and his wife. He wanted to prove that, in fact, Lou, 
he was a black Jew. I was adopted by some lovely Jews. <laughs> and you were bar mitzvah? Oh, yeah, yeah. Three times. The last time was a few months ago in Atlantic City. Yeah, but I thought you only got bar mitzvah once. You know, no, no, when no, no. you're 13 years old. No, 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 no. You misunderstood. What? It's once every 13 years. You know? You got to recharge the mitzvah. So you always keep your mitzvah kind of full. Like capacity. Capacity. Uh, uh, mitzvah. Capacity. The black family was trying, Lou. And then Leon sits down with Larry Davis and tries to explain to Larry how you can scam free CDs. Taking advantage of, remember the Columbia Broadcasting Company had the free albums and the free CDs. Listen to what he told Larry David in Larry's mansion. She asked some questions, you answer some questions, and then you start asking him the questions and you flip it. Now he's trying to impress you. Turn that shit on him. Turn it around on him. Topsy turvy that mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why you have no credit cards? You got no credit cards at all? Why you have a credit card, sir? You have no credit cards? Huh? Why do you order these CDs out of those magazines? And you sit next door to the, the neighbor, and then the UPS guy comes, you pick him up like you live there. Why you, is that? You keep ordering CDs that, that you don't pay for? I'm just saying. Example, how to turn that shit out on his ass, you know what I mean? Specific uh, shit, though. It might not be such a good idea. So now Larry David is upset, really upset. He goes to his wife, Cheryl. He's having a conversation down in the foyer of the mansion. But the black family overhears it from up in the balcony, Lou. And they hear Larry Davis refer to them by the N-bomb to his wife. We all get the out of here. We don't know. But we're going to get the hell out of here. You could stay with us. Thank, Thank you. That's you, what baby. I'm talking about. Thank we appreciate you. that. You, Larry, with your monkey ass. That's right. Yo, Keisha, we getting the hell out of here. Come Damn on, y'all. Get the hell out of here. Like how you do, how you do. Come on, Larry. Keisha. Sexy ass, Susie. you, Larry. Peace. F you, Larry. Did Larry David forget that episode that he created on Curb Your Enthusiasm where he welcomed the black family and then he ended up kicking them out to the curb? I mean, why didn't he welcome any of the illegal aliens? He could have had another episode. What do you think? And it could have been in Spanish and English simultaneously. Speaking of black, Lou, my husband-in-law, a.k.a. the former governor, David Patterson, Boy, he's gotten himself in trouble for a second time with the DNC. Remember the first time, it was about a month ago, with John Katsimatidis on his Sunday morning show, when Governor David Patterson actually gave props to the Republican governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, for shipping the illegals to New York City and forcing the issue upon Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan. The governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, has come up with, I think, is one of the most brilliant political strategies I've heard in a long time. And then remember, Lou, he had to go into exile for about a week. He disappeared up to Lake George. You couldn't find Governor David Patterson. They were blowing up his phone. How could you? Well, apparently he hasn't learned his lesson from the DNC. Because yesterday with John Katsimatidis, again Sunday morning between 8 and 10, he said... This reminds me, the exodus of the illegal aliens off of Martha's Vineyard, the paradise for Democrat liberal progressives, of what have occurred 50 years ago when maybe their parents or grandparents also said, not in my backyard. It reminds me similarly of some criticism that was often made during the uh, integration movement where when uh, there were people who were pro-integration, 
but they were uh, progressives. They were liberal, but they didn't want anybody moving into their neighborhoods. So it was someone else who was going to have to live with the African-Americans or the Hispanics who moved into those neighborhoods. So you kind of see history sort of repeating itself 50 years later. Oh, my, no, no, my Lou. I call him my husband-in-law because we were partners in the afternoon drive on AM 970, the answer. Four years of my life, I'll never get back. And I said to him one day, hey, uh, take my wife, Mary, please take him. And he did, just like Henny Youngman suggested, proving that love is blind. And by the way, hey, <laughs> Governor David Patterson is in exile again. The Democrats are furious with him. Up next, I was at the San Gennaro Festival over the weekend, and I think the guardians of that tradition are going to be furious over my review. New York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. Yeah, come on, Lou. Lou, this is your namesake, Lou Monty, huh? You're a degenerate Met fan, right? Didn't they play this during your seventh inning stretch at the O'Shea Stadium? What about at City Field? Did they play this? Lazy Mary, huh? Oh, come on. I love this song. Hey, hey. Perfect for the lunchtime edition here at WABC. As we're working our way to Lieutenant Colonel Greg Kelly. But yesterday I had the, uh, what I thought would be the pleasure uh, of going to the San Gennaro Festival with my oldest son, Lil Anthony Chester Slee, who was no longer little, and my international director of operations uh, for the Guardian Angels Worldwide, Keiji Oda from Tokyo. Lou, I emerged out of the Subway Broadway Lafayette, walking down Mulberry. I've never seen so much garbage before. Garbage on the streets, garbage on the sides, swill. I mean, it, it was so sticky from the grease that your shoes were sticking on the asphalt. This was 12.30 in the afternoon. Like, what were they doing all night long? It would be like all of a sudden, although this happens at City Field, you go to one game, you come back the next game, they haven't even cleaned up uh, in the stands, you know. But the foot, it was dirty. I saw two rats doing the tarantella on the side in front of St. Patrick's. No, not St. Patrick's Cathedral, Lou. The original St. Patrick's Cathedral was right there on Mulberry Street. Yeah, yeah. Not the church of the most precious blood. That's the one that everybody knows on Baxter Street. But now has this huge condominium right in front of the other entrance, which is on Mulberry Street. And I know they had the cannoli competition, the Zeppelin eating competition, meatball eating, pizza contest, of which I finished third place years ago, fourth place in the cannoli eating contest. But I got to tell you, I was so disappointed. Hey, look, the vendors pay an incredible vig in order to keep their stand there for 11 days. And yet they can't even clean the streets. They can't even power hose the streets. And then an emotionally disturbed guy walks right on Grand in Mulberry. F the guineas, the wops, the dagos, F you, F you. And I'm saying, years ago, as much as I hated organized crime, 
Lou, that guy wouldn't have made it halfway down the block without being turned into a speed bump. And yet, just moments ago, I was informed by one of the guardian angel patrols I've assigned there because of all the emotionally disturbed persons roaming up and down on Mulberry Street and the side streets, Baxter, uh, roaming up and down Grand, roaming up and down, oh yeah, your favorite uh, street there, oh my God. Terminator, Terminator just grabbed an emotionally disturbed person who was swinging at some of the people visiting from a foreign country. I'll give you more details tomorrow. But I was appalled at what I saw. I was completely appalled at what I saw. But I was so proud, Lou, that my son Anthony is a chip off the old block because he had a sausage and pepper in one hand and a cannoli in the other hand, and he downed both of them. Yeah, Anthony! But anyway, let me switch from Anthony because uh, if you join me uh, next Sunday... They finally put my name up there, finally, Lou, after like weeks, weeks. Hey, how come I'm not part of the Tunnel to Tower 5K walk run? You know, for the Stephen Siller Foundation, it's so great. I was there from day one. You go to wabcradio.com slash walk, and you see everybody else from WABC. And you didn't see me. Well, now they finally decided after I was nagging them and nagging them, Hey, I'm going to be there with uh, my gorgeous wife, Nancy, the animal rescuer, and my oldest son, Anthony, and I'd like some of you to join me. That's right, join my team, even though we're very late in the proceeding. Go to wabcradio.com slash Curtis Sliwa, wabcradio.com slash Curtis Sliwa, and join us next Sunday for a great organization, and I'm proud to say I was there at the very first Tunnel to Tower walk and run for the Stephen Siller Foundation. The one person we know won't be there is the swagger man with no plan, Eric Adams. It's all in the hips. It's all in the Work with me. It's all in the hips. Yeah. It's all in the hips. 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 Get off of me. It's all in the hips. He just teasing the tension, baby. It's all in the hips. I am completely open. You know, I'm a nightlife mayor, and I like to test the product. Yeah, we know, Eric. By the way, the fashionistas have left town, but he'll have enough of the despots, dictators, and tyrants to party to and with to the wee hours of the morn. This this mayor's got to understand. Forget the parties. It's time to get down and deal with the crime problem, Eric.